1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here today. We have another exciting interview ahead of us. Lacey Boggs has done it all. Author, editor, journalist, blogger, freelancer, singer. She's the creator of A-Stone Podcast, which is absolutely amazing. Go check it out, you guys. She's also the owner of the Content Direction Agency, offering consultations, c- content writing, and copywriting packages for online businesses. We're going to have a lot of interesting conversation within that alone. We'll talk about the wins, some takeaways, some of the challenges. So I'm super excited for today. Thanks so much, Lacey, for jumping on. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. How's it going? Great. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. It's a pleasure. Um, before we really jump into the interview, do you mind just giving us a little bit of your background? So tell us a little bit of your story, how you got to where you are today, because I think you're kicking butt and it's all amazing. And I'd love to share it with the people listening.
2: Sure. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was a journalist before I started this business. I was a food writer a local magazine here in Colorado which is nice work if you can get it being paid to eat and have opinions is not a bad thing but it was for (laughs) a very small magazine and um we worked you know up to 60 hours a week and had like 3 a.m deadlines and things like that and I got pregnant and I couldn't imagine doing that with an infant (laughs) no
1: that would be tough yeah
2: no And so my husband and I also did the math and uh, more than half of my salary would have gone to childcare. And so like getting paid half my salary and essentially not seeing my kids sounded bad. So (laughs) we decided that I would stay home and I started freelancing at that point. And um, I started a food blog because that's what everybody did in 2011 and um, it It worked really well for a little while I I got a lot of um, people interested in it. I had over a 1000 email subscribers in my first year I got invited to blog for a couple of Martha Stewart's properties, but I wasn't making any money. that yeah, was exciting super exciting but I just wasn't making any money I was making I call that I lovingly call that my four-figure year because right. I just wasn't making very much money so my husband took me aside and was like I love that you're staying home with the baby uh and I need you to make a little more money and I was like I have right. a new idea I'm good at this blogging thing maybe other people would pay me to blog for them and that's how uh, it wasn't called this at the time but that's how the content direction agency was originally born. I started blogging for other people and then we just grew organically from there.
1: Amazing. I love it. You've really you've done it all and um clearly it's worked out for you incredibly <laughs> for where you are <laughs> today, you know. It's but it's been about 10 years since you started right after you gave birth to your daughter, right? Yeah. And yeah. everything just grew.
2: Yeah. Amazing.
1: So we all know that with building like a six figure or higher business, it, it comes with a lot of wins, but what are some of the biggest challenges along the way for, for, for you? Sure. I mean, you know, I feel like uh business internet
2: years are like dog years. So even though it's only yeah. been 10, it feels like 70. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so we've had a lot of ups and downs in that amount of time. I mean, I feel like one of the biggest for us was, um, you know, I came up in the internet marketing world when everybody was talking about, oh, you need to have a course or product to scale. Mm -hmm. And so I drank the Kool-Aid. I was really into it. You know, I I was like, I'm going to make a course. I'm going to sell courses and things like that. And it took me a while to figure out I really didn't enjoy that business model as much as doing one-on-one work, you know, and everybody was talking about you know, you can't scale doing one-on-one, you can't make enough money just doing one-on-one. But what I discovered was the agency model was a good fit for me. And so, you know, when I got too busy that I couldn't take on all the blogging work anymore, I hired a friend of mine and then um, we just kept going from there, you know, so we just kept adding additional people. And so that first, that first big, ugh, uh oops moment was like, I spent a year or more building my list and trying to sell a course and I sold some, you know, it wasn't a total flop. By the end of the year, I was like, oh, I don't love this. <laughs> right,
1: you're not very and, passionate about it, right?
2: I was, Yeah, I wasn't. And I didn't love launching either. Like I, I don't mind helping other people launch products and things like that. But for me, it was just way too much stress. So um, it was really funny. I spent a year building my list for that purpose. And I had like over 6,000 people on my email list. And then when I decided that wasn't for me, I, I polled them and said, who would be interested in done for you writing? And it was literally like 1% of my list. And so that was a big want, want sad trombone moment. Cause I'd spent over a year doing all this list building for people who didn't want to buy what I wanted to sell. <laughs> yeah, it's tough.
1: Yeah, but
2: you know, we we um pivoted and and reorganized and uh changed the way I was marketing myself and like the types of email opt-ins and things I was offering so that I would start to attract the right type of people who actually wanted to buy what I wanted to
1: sell. Right, right. So so what are the some of some of the changes you did with the marketing? Can we talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So during
2: that year, when I was trying to sell um, the course and building my list, I did a lot of how to articles on my blog. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. how to build an editorial calendar, how to decide what to blog about, that kind of thing. And I would do a lot of lead magnets, uh, content upgrades on those blog posts. And it worked like gangbusters. (laughs) But what I realized is the people who want it done for you, they actually don't care about how to because they don't want to do it. Right. So I really had to pivot my marketing and my messaging to more of what I call why to content so you know coming up with ideas about around why you should be blogging why you should consider outsourcing your blogging um you know why you should be producing thought leadership content all those
1: kinds of things instead of like here's how to write a blog (laughs) right gotcha interesting and that made a huge impact on your business right
2: It did. It's, it's attracted different type of customer. There's nothing wrong with the person who wants to do their own blogging. That's just not who I want to sell to right now. And so um, being able to figure out how to attract that higher level customer that's interested in outsourcing and having it done for you was tricky, but you know, they're looking for a different type of content.
1: Exactly. So how do you go about attracting these? um, Like, do you have a certain criteria that you go through when deciding whether to work with these people, um, these, well, who would be like your dream customer, the person you would love to be working with and stuff like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Um, one of the fun things about my business is that we are, what I say is like industry agnostic. So we can work with all different types of businesses and people who do different things, which is great for me and my team, because we're never blogging about the same thing. And, and it's all very interesting. We get to learn. So but right. some of the things, um, you know, finding the people who are ready to outsource, they have to be at a certain level in business, right? So mm-hmm. typically, that means they're making, you know, around 250000 a year or more, just because they mm-hmm. have to be able to afford that afford. and get a good ROI mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. <laughs> and another one that I've come up with is that they really need to have at least one other team member because um, they need to be used to delegating. So we, in the beginning, we used to get a lot of true solopreneurs who were just, they might be doing really well. They might be rocking it and making lots of money, but they really didn't have a team. And what we found is that it's, we're really not the best place for you to try delegating for the first time because content is very personal, right? It's a very personal thing to say, here, be my voice, write for me, be, be out in the world representing me. And so something we look for now is, you know, do they have at least one team member? So we know that they're comfortable delegating things in their business. And um, a third thing would be having a point of view, like having something that they want to talk about. So it's not that we don't want to work with people like lawyers or doctors or dentists or something like that. But unless that person has a really strong point of view and something to talk about, about their doctoring or lawyering or dentist (laughs) dentistry yeah Um, yeah we're not the type of uh, content agency that's just going to churn out seo posts so that you rank well in your local you know whatever for Mm -hmm. local dentist Um, we really want to help create thought leadership so if you have a point of view or a strong uh, mission or value that's the kind of client
1: we're looking for because that's the kind of content we like to write right perfect i love all of that um So with your podcast, when did you, I know we maybe touched on it a little bit earlier, but what, I guess, what intentional actions did you take to get there, to start it, to get it running?
2: Yeah. So the podcast is a kind of a fun story. So um, I was part of a podcast uh, five or six years ago with two other business women I knew. And we did a pretty standard like interview style business podcast. And we did it for oh, about yeah. a year and it was fine. Um, but it it wasn't really like getting us a ton of traffic or driving leads the way we wanted. So we sunsetted it. We did like one season and we were done. And so right. since then, I've been like, I really enjoyed that. And I want to do a podcast but I was looking for a way to stand out. You know, I was like, what do I have to say that's different? Um, I could certainly start another interview podcast, but it was like, there's a lot of those, you know, and what do I have to say that's really different. And so it wasn't until last year, uh, around this time, actually, that I kind of had this wacky idea. I was like, you know what I really want to do? I want to write a radio play. And I sat down and like the first episode came out really fast and like the characters came out and they were just talking to me. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this could be fun. So I called up a friend of mine. He works in radio and does voice acting and has directed podcasts in the past. And I was like, I have this crazy idea. What do you think? He's like, I love it. So I hired him to direct it and I wrote eight episodes. And so what it is, is it is a fully produced fiction radio play um, lampooning the online marketing industry. So we're really making fun of some of the silly weird things that we all do. Um, it's called Ace Stone Marketing Detective. And this first season is called The Case of the Missing Content. So the characters are looking for a missing um content funnel. <laughs> and it's it's just a fun way to get my name and and our the the agency's name out into the world. So it's sponsored by right. our agency. And it's really just an exercise in top of mind advertising, top of mind marketing. Um, But my goal is really that it would reach a new audience for us and somebody might listen to it and say, that's fun. I want something like that for my marketing. I'm going to call the content direction agency.
1: Love it. And if, it, if everyone listening, please go check out Ace the or sorry. What's the podcast name? Ace Yeah, Ace Stone Marketing Ace Detective. Stone Mar- <laughs> yeah, Ace Stone Marketing uh, Detective, because I listened to it and it's absolutely amazing. So go check it out, Thank you guys. You. It's great. Um how many episodes are you at now or season?
2: We have eight episodes. It's a contained um season. So it's it's a, a okay. storyline. And so we're done for the minute. I would love to do another season, another storyline, but the way we produce this is it's very involved. So it's not like we can just turn them out every week. Um, So we're just, we're just rolling with this first season for now. And if there's enough interest and maybe get a sponsor on board for the next season, then we'll do another one.
1: Absolutely. I love it. Awesome. How, how are the downloads on it?
2: Uh, we did pretty well. So we ma- launched in mid-July and uh, mm-hmm. we had 3,500 downloads in our first month. And Amazing. I think it's trickled off now because there's not new content at this point. You know, we've released right. all the episodes, but we're still
1: seeing about a thousand downloads a month. That's awesome. And like, yeah. it, d- how does it affect your business directly? Do a lot of people listen to it and then come to you and want to, you know, work with you or how does that go with the podcast? It's,
2: It's really interesting because um, at first, I didn't see a whole lot of like traffic or anything like that. I could tell there were people were listening, there were downloads, but um, I did just in the last month, uh, I got on a sales call with a woman who had listened to the show, it was her first introduction to us. And she said, I want exactly that I want you to do a podcast just like that for me. So we're actually, um, branching out and we're going to produce a podcast for her. I'll write the scripts and then, uh, my director will cast and direct it the same way we did with mine. So that's a very exciting project that we're taking on now.
1: Wow. Well, congrats on that. It's incredible. Like, you you know, the podcast should be bringing you, um, book sales and stuff like that and in more business. So that's incredible. So that's a huge sign. Like, your, your podcast is going to keep bringing people in and that's great. So yeah. absolutely very exciting. Thank um, you. now what is the biggest focus with the podcast alone this year? I know you said that you're just taking a minute. It's, it doesn't, it's not something you can just do overnight, but, um, do you have any focus or desire for the podcast this year? Yeah.
2: So it was interesting. It really took almost a year from idea to launch um, just under, so about eight months uh, in terms okay. of, I had to, you know, write all the scripts, uh, casting right. all the actors, the actors were all volunteers, which was also really exciting, but that meant we kind of had to work around their schedules and things like that. Um, yeah. So getting that all done, getting it all recorded and and edited and everything. So right now our, our main goals are promoting it, um, getting press around it. We've been lucky to get, um, some PR because it is very different. It's a fun angle for people to write a story about, I think. Right. And then again, like I said, I'm I'm getting ready to put together a, a sponsorship package and start looking to see if I can get a, a corporate sponsor for
1: season two so I can actually pay the actors. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Um what about monetizing? Uh, I know you just started your first season and everything, but how did that go this this time?
2: Yeah, so we didn't monetize it all this time. Um, When people listen to it, the advertisers, quote unquote, the sponsors are all funny. They're all um, just funny things we made up. Like the first episode is sponsored by the Oxford comma and things like that. Um, Oh, except for our business. Yeah. (laughs) They're all just uh gags, just just jokes in the context of the podcast. Yeah. So um there's a there's a a stinger for our business at the end, you know, brought to you by the content direction agency. But Okay. Oh an act of joy. Like frozen. I did it because Ooh. it's fun. Okay.
1: Uh-oh. Okay. For some reason it, it was frozen on again. your end, but we're good. We're good. <laughs> I just missed the last uh maybe 20 seconds of what you said. Yeah uh, with this the sponsors and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Um this podcast
2: was really just sort of an act of joy. Like I did it yeah. because it was so much fun. And I did invest some of our money in it. But um, you know, we've seen the ROI come back fourfold with this first project and any additional projects we land from it will just be bonus on top of that so absolutely um, the next season yeah we're interested in getting a sponsor but that's just to help with the upfront costs as I said pay the actors pay the director pay the editor and uh, hopefully
1: somebody will find it as fun as we do and want to be involved with us well, like I said, is I love what you're doing. And with someone coming in asking you to do the exact same podcast for them, would that, if you're, if you're doing a podcast like this and you get more and more people interested in you doing a podcast for them, do you think you would continue to, you know, because um, it would be building your business as well, right? Would you continue yeah. taking on clients that way?
2: I, I think we would. It it really surprised me. I wasn't expecting her to ask us to produce a podcast. Um, hers is actually going to end up being a private podcast, which will be a lot okay. of fun. It'll be dramatized in the same kind of way, but people will have to um opt in with an email address to get it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that'll be very cool and and really help her build her business as well. I think we could probably only take on one at a time right now, but I am right. willing to. St- Start a waiting list so if there's anybody listening who's interested give me I a call. love it
1: <laughs> no it's so interesting because this is such a unique podcast you know it really is it's yeah. not interviewing it's 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 completely different and I think it's very interesting and it stands out so um yeah very exciting Thanks. Yeah. I mean, that was the goal. And that's the goal with a lot
2: of the marketing work we do with our clients is just to help Mm -hmm. them find a way to break through the noise, you know, because there's so much happening right now in every niche. You have Uh to do something a little different, a little outside the box to get noticed. And um, it doesn't have to be fiction (laughs) the way this podcast is, but we've done that in other um, industries as well. Last year, we uh, worked with a tea company out of Toronto. Um, She sells fine teas and her brand is super romantic and very Parisian looking. And so we, we wrote a romance novel for her that she distributed through her email list. So you got, if you signed up for her email list, you got a chapter a month of this sort of steamy Parisian romance novel and we would also send out before the chapter would go out each month we'd say this month's chapter pairs really well with this tea so if you'd like to sip and read go ahead and order this ahead of time and it was that a is lot such of a good idea
1: yeah it was it's been a really fun project for sure. Oh, that's exciting. Oh my gosh. That is such a good idea. Sip and sip and read and, sip and you know, read a little go.
2: cozy, cozy romance,
1: steamy romance with your tea. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, that is the best. Yeah. So based on where you are today with your business and podcasts, if you were to double or triple your profit and revenue, what would what would you have to change or what would some of the new challenges be for you?
2: Yeah. So You know, the way our agency is set up, we mostly do content retainers. So that means a client comes in and they say, we're looking for help with ongoing content. Usually that's a blog or an email for their newsletter Mm -hmm. or sometimes social media or like podcast show notes. That's a good example as well, where you need content continuously over and over again. So we sign um, usually six month retainers with those clients to provide that kind of content. But what's great about the way I've set up this business is that, um, you know, we work mostly with contractors. Our writers, I'm proud to say, stay with us for a really long time. But they're Ooh, all amazing. contractors, so mm-hmm. you know they can grow with us. And so basically what we would need to do if we were going to double or triple our revenue in that amount of time, it would be about finding new writers, new contractors to come in and um, getting them up to speed on how we do business. But then once they're there, you know, I can give a a contractor usually anywhere from two to five clients to, to blog or write emails for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then our capacity can shrink and grow
1: as necessary. Um, At the same time
2: additional writers
1: yeah that's amazing well interesting yeah i i was just wondering those questions just because every your podcast is so different i was like "Mm, i wonder what they're gonna have to change if they wanted to do this and um yeah this all sounds absolutely amazing um Well, thank you again, Lacey, for jumping on today and sharing your valuable insights and talking about, you know, your story and how you got to where you are today. Because like I said, you're kicking butt and uh, I love what you're doing. I love how unique your podcast is. There's really like no other like this. It's absolutely amazing. Um, (laughs) So people listening, go take a look at it because you'll love it. And if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way about reaching out to you? Sure. So everything
2: lives at lacybogs.com. That's super easy way to find us. If you want more information about the podcast, it's on all the podcast players. Just look up A Stone Marketing Detective. Or you can go to acemarketingdetective.com and there's links and everything there. And, um, you know, for people who are interested in our content work and how they can get more uh, eyeballs on their content and be more creative with their content, um, I, I have a free resource I'd love to share. Um, normally we sell this for $30, uh, but for your podcast listeners, if they want to go to lacybox.com/podcastrebels, podcast rebels, all one word. Um, you will see our ultimate content planning system. And like I said, it's normally $30, but with the uh with the coupon code podcast, you can get it for free. Uh check it out. It's a wonderful way to like plan ahead for your content, like blog posts or email newsletters and um get everything organized and create a content archive system. So if you're interested, check it out. lacybox.com slash podcast rebels, just for your listeners.
1: Woohoo! Well, thank you so much, Lacey. <laughs> uh appreciate you helping out our listeners there everybody go check it out you're getting it for free this time so t- take advantage of that and uh thanks again Lacey, for taking the time out of your day it was a pleasure having you on and everybody listening if you liked it please if you like listening to this interview go like and subscribe if you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur looking to get interviewed just like our dear Lacey did today please go to podcastrebels.com and um we'd love to interview you as well Thanks, everybody, for jumping on. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks, Lacey. Thank you.
0: Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free.